Okay, Baruch Hashem, let's begin. Especially Rosh Chodesh, today is Rosh Chodesh Shvat. Right? As we always talk, the importance of renewal and everyday Chadashim Labkarim Rabba Munasecha, that a person has the ability to renew himself. That's one of the gifts of life is that we go to sleep and that we're able to wake up new and it doesn't matter what happened yesterday. Not only does it matter, there's nothing you could do about yesterday. The only thing that a person could do about yesterday is to really try and live today, especially Rosh Chodesh, which is a time of tremendous renewal. Tremendous renewal. Oh, there you are, Josh. If you're learning, I don't want to take away if you're learning. If you're learning uh, what? What? You got to share your, you gotta share, share your wealth. Share yourself, right? So go, if you got to go learn. I just asked you. I thought you were around. Chadashim of Karim, Rabbi Munasecha is the power of renewal. It's one of the things that the Jewish people have. That's why we go by the moon. The reason we follow the moon is because the moon is always renewing itself. That's what a Jew is always reinventing himself. It happens to be a great name of the book. But the pshat is reinventing yourself is a pshat that a person is always, is always um, looking at things in a new way. When a person thinks, Paro, as we're reading, Paro is, is, uh, is Yashan, is uh, Hashana. Paro is the same gematria, Paro is the same gematria as Hashana, which means Shana. Why is a Shana called Hashana? Because it's Meloshan Shinun, that it just goes over again. Oh, here we go again. Oh, it's another Monday, it's another Tuesday, it's another Wednesday. Here we go again. And especially the older a person gets, right? So the pshat is, oh, okay, uh, here you go. You look in the mirror, there you go. You wake up, your bed looks the same, your roommate looks the same, your room looks the same, right? You get the same phone call from your father, or you don't get the phone call from your father, or you get the same phone call from your mother, or you get the same not phone call from your mother. Whatever the situation might be, it's the same day, it's the same everything, over and over. That's paro. That's tichbat avoda. Tichbat avoda means is that is that you're just you're just um, the wheel is spinning, but who's dead? The wheel is spinning, but the hamster's dead, right? That's paro. Paro is my day comes in and my and my day goes out, but the hamster's dead, right? The hamster's dead. Just another day. No, that's not the way a Jew lives. A Jew doesn't live with the wheel is turning and the hamster's dead. As the tzaddikim say, to be mechayim esim. To revive somebody who's dead, that's no big deal. So you revive somebody who's dead. Any tzaddik can revive somebody who's dead. It's to take somebody who's alive and to revive somebody who's alive. To make someone who's alive, give him life. So that's the pshat why every day a person, that's a big thing. For a person to live, right? As they say, everybody's dying. The second you're born, everybody's dying. The question is, who is actually Living, that's the question. And has a person lived? It says, The way a person speaks is the way he lives. The way a person talks to other people, the way a person is able to, every morning, a person is able to make a decision in his life, how I want my day to be. What do I want this day to be like? And you have the freedom, each and every person, Baruch Hashem, especially us, where a person, Baruch Hashem, doesn't have anybody else who is telling him, 
Maybe, Josh, you could share a, a, a few things with us. Right? The irony of being in the army. Right? First, I, wanna, I, I just want everyone to understand something. Right? You're looking at a person. Right? The reason I wanted Josh to be here for a, just a few minutes is because you're, you're talking about a person who's in an elite unit in the army. Just Thomas, right, to be in the army is a very, very hard thing to do, to be in the army. Not that I would know, but that's what they tell me. To be in the army, it's a hard thing to do. What's up, shop? Because you don't own your own life. You don't own your life. Somebody else owns you, so to speak. But, but when you speak to someone like Gabi Atzadik, when you speak to someone like Josh, right? Shlomazam is in the middle of Shmonesra. I don't want to bother him, right? But I just did already, right? But, but the shot is when you speak to somebody who went to the army, right? How come guys like that who connect to Hashem in the army, a guy like Josh, who on his day off, here's a guy who probably doesn't sleep. We were talking on Shabbos, right? He's, he doesn't sleep, right? He doesn't, I just talked about it this morning in uh, the shir I gave this morning, right? We were talking about having emuna, right? When I walk into it, happy Mamash last night, I walked into my room and my, the windows were open because over here during the day it's a little hotter and at night it's cool. The windows are open to close the windows in my room and to put on the heat to be exactly the way I want it I have a remote control right next to me, right next to my bed. Why? Because if chas v'shalom, I have a second where I'm uncomfortable, I could switch. I talk, I did that. In the middle of the night, I wasn't exactly the temperature I wanted. Right? Baruch Hashem, my wife's a heavy sleeper. Right? So Baruch Hashem, click, I turned it off. Right? That's the world. Oh, oh. And if I wouldn't be out, if the, if the clicker was broken or the heater was broken or the window of this, oy vavoy, oy vavoy, oy vavoy. My children would suffer from that, from my bad mood, right? That's, but that's what, li- guys, that's, what life, that's what life will bring. So when you have a guy like Josh, right? You have heat in, your, in the barracks? You have heat? Why, why are you laughing? You have heat in the tent when it rains and there's a hole in the tent? You had heat there? Well, how, why are you laughing? Well, it's funny, right? So why is he shining? Why is he shining? Why are you here? Go to sleep. He's on his day, quote-unquote, off. Go back to bed. Someone give him a bed. Someone give him a bed. Why are you here, Josh? That's where I'm alive. That's where he's alive. That's where he's alive. Cole, Cole, he said it today, guys. We said it a few minutes ago. Call Rina the Yeshua. Where is the happiness, guys? The Ale Tzadikim. You want to find a miserable, depressed guy? You can find him. <laughs> you can find him. You can find him. Unfortunately, you can find him. Colrena of Yeshua, a guy who, guys, get this straight, asterisk this, mark it, know this for the rest of your life. Thank you so much. A guy, thank you, Yossi. Life is challenging. Life is challenging. Find me a guy who's giving in to his tithes. Find me a guy who's giving in to his tithes. That means he's giving in to his anger. Let's talk it out, everybody. Find a guy who's giving in to his anger. Find a guy who's giving in to his bed. He loves his bed. I love my bed. I love my bed. Find a guy who gives in to his bed. I didn't say who doesn't love. You can have tithes. You can love all the things in the world. Find me a guy who gives in to his titles. Find me a guy who gives in to his desire to sit in bed. Find a guy who gives in to his anger. 
Find the guy who gives in to his thoughts. And I'll find you a depressed person. I'll find you somebody who is miserable. <coughs> find me a guy who gives in to, to his drinking, to his everything. Find a guy like that, I'll find you somebody who has misery. Find me a guy who works on himself. Find me a guy who breaks himself. Find me a guy who doesn't give in. Find me a guy who says no over and over and over again. And you got a guy like Josh Samet. You got a guy who's sitting here. A guy who's sitting here on his day off. A guy who's on his day off. On his day off. And he's here. That's an inspiration. Yeah. Feel like you're just in the army, right? You're just like the army. So it's just like the army, right? It's the same, same, same. Right? I'm not exactly thing, right? I'm gonna say to Josh, well, I'm not worried that we're pumping him up too much, right? Uh, no, why not? Don't make up for it. What? What? Oh, he'll be much feel in the army. Very good. He's saying good. Saying better than me. I was gonna say, I was gonna say I'm not worried about pumping them up too much because they're gonna pump them down in the army. That's what I was gonna say. But God be saying even better. So so He will. I love it, right? The guy who has no legs. The guy who has no legs. The guy who has no legs, who you ask him, how do you be so positive without legs? And he responds, How are you so negative with legs? That's our avoda. That's our avoda. Our avoda is our avoda in our generation. Our avoda in our generation is to take the gifts that we have and to take the ability to renew ourselves and take the ability of the gifts that we have and to live the life, to be alive while we're alive. To be alive while we're alive. And it doesn't matter how far. I'll see you. Amazing. Okay, so with that in mind, let's learn a little bit Hilchas Lashon Hara, because the reason the base of Migdash is not here, we know the reason we're in Gullus, the reason we're suffering is because we can't get along. We have trouble getting along. And we judge each other sometimes. Okay. We know that on the second day of creation, Hashem established the heavens by making peace between two contrary substances. Shamayim stands for Eish and Mayim, fire and water. So, so what happened? Hashem took two things water and fire, and put them together. So the question they ask, Rabbi Israel Talbri says, asks the question, why do we say, Osei Shalom B'mromov? Which means that Hashem presently makes peace in the heavens. If Shemayim is something that Hashem made, and He made it between fire and water, then back in the day, so then why do I have to say now that Hashem makes peace in the heavens? So he answers, Although Hashem made peace in the heavens at the time of creation, He continues to do so on a daily basis. This comes to teach us, Toby, you mind? This comes to teach us a profound lesson. 
we as Jews are obligated to emulate God's ways. Just as Hashem continuously makes peace in the heavens, so too it is not enough for us to be passively at peace with our friends and family. We must constantly make an effort to promote that peace. How do we do that? By continuously giving in. When you give in day after day and you swallow your pride, you go the extra mile for somebody. This must be done on a daily basis. Unbelievable. During both peaceful and strenuous periods in our lives. The reason Hashem gives us challenges, each and every one of us, the reason Hashem gives us the roommate, if you have a roommate, if you have a father or mother, if you have a sister or brother, if you have a situation in your life that's challenging, Hashem gave that to you for a specific reason and for you to help make peace. He says, through that we will be Zoha, who Yase Sholem Aleinu, I'll call Yisrael, that Hashem will shower harmony upon us and all the Jewish people. Right? So, so one of the things that we see very clearly is that when a person learns and he thinks in his mind, I want to be a person, a generator, a person who is giving love. I want to be a person who doesn't talk Lashon Hara. I want to be a person that when I'm sitting in my room with my roommates or with other people and somebody starts talking about somebody else, either I get up and I leave. I'm someone who says, I don't want to talk about this. It's not right. It's not right that we're talking about that guy. Because you know that if they're talking about this guy, they'll be talking about you too. Don't think that your friend who's talking about somebody else to you, he's not going to talk about you. I promise you. I promise you he will talk about you as well. If you're sitting in a room and you have four other people sitting, talking about somebody else, talking and talking and talking, I promise you when you're not in the room, they will talk about you as well. So you don't want to be around people like that. I'm, 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 right? As the example we always give, as people holding, right? if somebody was sitting there smashing somebody with a bat, would you sit in there and watch them smash somebody over the head with a bat? You'd be like, that's disgusting. So it's disgusting when someone talks negatively about another Jew. It's disgusting, and it's disgusting, and it's painful when somebody talks about what we're learning about is rechilas. Rechilas is when you gang up other people and somebody else, and you say, oh, this guy thinks this about you. Oh, this guy says this about you. That's rechilas. Okay. Question, comments, and then we'll do the halacha. Yes. Oh. Okay. Here we go. Is it Rechilas? If we implement the advice of the Ramban to think before we speak. I don't know what he's, if he's referring to the uh, Igeris Ramban. We will be saved from the grave Avera of Rechilas. <coughs> what are we supposed to think? Right, page 202, day 80. How can we judge if a statement is Rechilas? So says the Chavetz Chaim. We must ask ourselves very simple before we say something. Will my words cause ill feelings to be aroused against another Jew or a group of Jews? If my words will cause ill feelings and will cause a negative thought or a negative thing about any group of Jews or about another person, then don't say it. 
Okay. Question, comments? That's lesson uh, day 80, page 202. Question, comments? Anybody? Okay. Pretty clear? Yes. <coughs> what? Yeah, if you're going to, how does a person know whether he is allowed to say something? If by your saying something, you're going to cause somebody to have ill feelings towards a group of people or towards a person, then don't say it. If you're going to say, oh, those Hasidim did X, Y, and Z. You're going to say, those, uh, that group of, of Jews did X, Y, and Z. Or they represent X, Y, and Z. And therefore, it's going to cause people to, did you hear in the news what that, what that person said or that person did or that group did? That is Rechilas. Because you're going to cause somebody, right? That's the danger of all the, the news. Even I'm talking about even the from... Even on the from news things, that's what's dangerous. Yeah, especially, but it's dangerous. Because you look up and they say, oh, this group did this, and this person said this. So then you hear something about Benjamin Netanyahu, and you say, oh, this is this. I'm being serious. You hear this one about this. Oh, uh, therefore this. First of all, most of the time it's fake news anyway. Most of the time it's not even true. But so it's, so it's terrible. That's mamish, it's Moitzi Shemra. But what it does is it causes ill feelings. It causes people not to like... How else would anybody know about another group? Oh, they hear, uh, this group did this to this one. This one did this and said this. How else do you know it? You know it because you heard this thing. How do you know it's true? Can't be macabolet. Can't be macabolet. You end up hating someone because of something that you read or something that someone said. Yes? Um, like, for me personally, like when I hear someone talking to someone else about I hear someone else is starting to talk to me about someone else. It's, right away, it makes me very uncomfortable because I just, it's so like, obviously don't be doing it. Like, uh, it's, it's just, it's very obvious to me like that it's, it's just an unhealthy, it's not a right thing to do. How is it that the world doesn't get that? Like, the whole world is evolved around that, about talking about this person, Correct. about that person. How come no one realizes that, like, they like, obviously, it's just going to turn on you. Like, it's like right. the concept of karma. You talk about someone to someone else, someone's going to... Okay, well, Yossi, how many people like Yossi Jacob are there out there? You know what I'm saying? How many, how many Yossi Jacob are there? Not, not everyone, not everyone is, uh, right? Not everyone is uh, as special as you, Yoss. Not, not everyone is sensitive like that. To you, it's obvious. Okay, I've seen that. Had they not see the had they not see the truth that the world is 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 getting more corrupt and more crazy and more crazy. The only thing we have, the only sanity that we have, Baruch Hashem, is we have the Torah to keep us sane. Has a person I realize that? Has a person not realize that Hashem Right? I thank my mother for, for becoming a Baal Shuva because that, that means that now I can live the happiest life I can live. Wow, amazing. Maybe us, right? Exactly. And this is before Mezbish. Right? Right, exactly. Baruch Hashem. Yeah. I was just reading one of the previous speeches yesterday, and it says that even though the guy who's totally not from or anything and grew up not from. Right, you can't judge, right? Of course, of course, right? You don't even want to. Why would a person want to talk bad about somebody? Why? You gain absolutely nothing from it. All you're doing is showing your 
your colors of your negativity that you have inside of you. Right? Hurt people hurt people. That's the way it works. Negative people are negative to other people. That's the way it works. A negative person inside spews his negativity on the outside. So the more a person learns how to build himself into positivity and love, the more that he's able to give that over to others. Okay, anybody else as we wrap this up? For Lashon Hara? Okay, Hashem should help each and every one of us as it's Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh is a time of tremendous renewal. And Rosh Chodesh is a time where a person can change his life in a very strong way. The winds of Rosh Chodesh give a person the ability to really renew himself. Again, the biggest thing that holds a person back from growth and change, the biggest thing that holds a person back is the fact that I'm living today just like I was living yesterday. When a person is able to live today the way I want to live today, and it doesn't matter how I lived yesterday, it doesn't matter what was yesterday, it doesn't matter what happened a month ago, it doesn't matter what happened a year ago, it doesn't matter anything. What, happened, what matters is how I create my day today. The more a person realizes that, and the more a person is able to tap into the power of renewal, and the power of newness, and the power of chadash, so the more he's able to say, this is what I have, besides the fact that this is really the only thing you have anyway. You don't have yesterday because yesterday's gone, and tomorrow is not here yet. So where, where do people most spend, spend most of their brain power in? They spend most of their brain power thinking about what was or thinking about what's going to be. That's where most people spend their mental energy. If you think about your mental energy, you think about what's going to be tomorrow, what's going to be next year, what's going to be in the future. It depends how far in the future you're going to fly. How, 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 how much of your mental energy do you put into like where you're right now? Like just things are happening, so you're just responding to what's happening. But how can a person truly like be in here in now? Right, exactly. All of it? Correct. The more, the more you put, the more you put, well, let's just say logically. You're right, but 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 putting. You know, let's say you're right. <coughs> saying my putting my mental energy into something that's not here is definitely a waste of mental energy. I put all of my energy into my right now. If I'm constantly putting my mental, my emotional, my physical everything into right now, then you ultimately will get everything out of now, as opposed to thinking about the future and putting all your mental energy and all your power into the future or into your past, so then you're missing your moment right now. How could a person uh, put, put all their energy into right here? Right? You're talking techniques? Anything. What do you mean anything? Okay, good. So now you're asking, how does a person learn to do that? First, I'll tell you, I'll tell you first what he has to do. He has to stop thinking about his future so much and stop thinking about his past so much and say, what do I have right in front of me right now at 10.53? What do I want to do from 10.53 to 11.53? Break it down. What do I want to do these next 10 minutes? What do I want to do this next hour? What do I want to do the next two hours? What do I want to do the next till whatever time you could do it? Whatever you can handle to focus your mental energy, your emotional energy, and to focus it on right now. I'm going to read this. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to concentrate for the next 10 minutes. 
And the problem is a lot of us have ADD, so it doesn't last that long. But the more a person can take his focus and put it into right now, that's, that's the best. That's when you enjoy the most. When a person's playing sports, when a person's in the moment, and he's living in that moment, whatever it is, that's when he's the happiest. He's not thinking. When you're in your element, think of the times where you're in your greatest moments. You're not thinking about anything but the moment that you're in right now. You're like, ah. Right? That's why people love to drink and they dance and they're this. Why? Because they're just able to be like, ah, I'm just in my moment. Because they're sick and tired of being in their future or in their past. So when you're able to dance in that moment, you're like, oh, I could touch now. Because that's all we're trying to do, all of us. That's all we really have. So the more a person stops thinking about his future, again, they'll get nervous. Doesn't mean people who stop thinking about the future are the people who are going to have the best future. I'm not worried about those people. The people who live in the moment, because in the moment you can plan for your future. It's a different conversation. But when you're living in the present moment over and over and over again, you're the man. Because you're having a blast. You're not focusing on this guy. You're not focusing on that guy. You're not focusing on anything but where you are right now. There's nothing greater than that for a person to have that. Yes, Shalini. Thank you. Thank you for the question. And keep on going. Keep on going, Shia. You got to keep it. I want to say something what Shia is saying. You got to work on living in the moment all the time. It's not like you're going to go ahead, right? We're all waiting to, to find the switch. Right? That's why people drink. That's why people smoke. That's why people have all the vices that they have. Why? Because they want to have an easy way to live in the moment. That, it doesn't work like that. You've got to work to live in the moment. You've got to work it every day. Why do we do this every day? Every day you've got to work on saying, okay, here we go again. Let's do this again. I'm not thinking about last night. I'm not thinking about yesterday. I'm not thinking about tomorrow. I want to enjoy right now. Yes, Yehuda and Shlomo. Mm-hmm. Planning for the future, yeah, okay. Huh? <laughs> Good, beautiful. Yehuda's asking, uh, uh, you know what, let's try and remember this. It's a great reference. There's thinking about your future, and then there's planning for your future. A guy who sits around all day and he's doing nothing because he's thinking and he's worried about his future, ain't planning for the future. What he's doing is... What you do is, the healthiest thing for a person to do for planning for the future is how about this? I would suggest everybody take an hour out of your week, an hour, which is a lot of time, I'll give you even two hours out of your whole week, every week, and you sit there and you say, okay, what is my plan for my future? And you spend time, speak to somebody. What happens is, people who don't plan for the future, right, they're scared of their future, they're worried about their future. They have no idea what's going to be with their future. So what do they do? They worry and worry and worry and worry and worry and worry and worry about their future. And those are the guys who I wouldn't invest in their future. But the guy who's living in the present moment, and the guy's having a party in the present moment, and he's having a great time in the present moment, and he's thinking, you know what? I want to plan my future so I'm doing X, Y, and Z. That's the guy you want to invest in. So it's a good question. There's thinking about your future, there's worrying about your future, and then there's planning your future. Beautiful. And being in the moment is not a stira to plan your future. I've said this before. I said this a few weeks ago. We had this. The best thing you could do for your future 
is live the best you can in the moment. Why? Because in the future, you know what your future is going to be filled with, Yehuda? More, more moments. More, more present moments. More present moments. So the more a person can learn to be good with the present, that doesn't mean if a guy says, okay, I want to go to medical school. A guy says, I want to become a lawyer. A guy says, I want to become a doctor. A guy says, I want to become a businessman. A guy says, whatever it is, I want to make this amount of money. So sit down, make a plan. But the bottom line is, we've said this many times, you're in yeshiva, what do people think about all day and all night in yeshiva? What am I going to do about the future? What am I going to do about the future? And then when a person leaves and he's at work, what does he think about? The good old days, and he talks about, oh, what well, we did in yeshiva. Right? It's, a, it's one big, big mix-up. So instead, when you're in yeshiva, do yeshiva. When you go out to work, you'll do work. But right now, you're in yeshiva, yeah? Very good question. Good point. Yes. Uh. Watch out, everybody. Listen up. I was what? what you were saying. A little more, a little more uh, better. You could say better, yeah. It's not, not the same thing. Let me hear. You're going to the planet to presently decide exactly when and where you're going to plan your future. Let's say 11.15, 11.45, you have to sit down, and you're like, all right, just do what you can think. Right, exactly. Exactly. You're presently deciding. You're, to, exactly. Then they all say, you're presently deciding to plan your future. And you're not worried, beautiful, you're not worried about your future. When you're worried about your future, you want to take action for that. Yeah, oh, I uh, used Worrying about the future is not preparing for the future. Not only that, beautiful, most beautiful. Worrying about the future is not preparing for the future. It's even more, it's detrimental for your future. It's detrimental when you worry about your future. Is it a normal thing for a person to worry? Because basically what happens is you waste your now. You waste your now. Remember, the Yetzirahara has one big, strong agenda. The Haser Satan Milfanenu Machreinu. The Satan wants you to focus, wants you to think about your past, and wants you to think about your future. So it's the main thing the Yetzirah wants you to do. Because when you do that, what does he do from you? He steals what's right in front of, under your nose. Yes, Shlaimi. Um, <coughs> you always talk against Netflix, so I'm going to give uh, a, a shout out to Netflix. That yes. Do something very nice. Yes. So I was watching this thing about Bill Gates yesterday. Okay. And Bill Gates goes on a week retreat to his little cottage with nothing, no connection to the outside world, only with books. And that's where he discovers and makes his for, for for the future in his in his uh, work in Microsoft. It's amazing to see. You would think the opposite. He needs to be connected to everybody. No, he, he goes away from everyone, and that's where he gets his uh, wisdom. He is able to think. It's like the picture of you of the... Uh... Beautiful, Simon. Beautiful. Beautiful. we got to give you some stock in uh, Netflix over there. Yeah. <laughs> Not that they need the, you know, the plug, but yes. Very good. So what Shlaimi, I just want to... It's yeah, like yeah. a picture of the dude with the goggles, and like, they, don't, uh, the, 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 they don't indulge in their own drugs, you know? The what? Right, 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 exactly. Correct. But that's, but I, but I just want to say what Shlaimi, I want to say what Shlaimi is saying. Great people, that you hear you talking about Bill Gates, right? The one of the richest, I don't know if he is the richest, one of the richest 
people in the world, right? Who just, by the way, this is a, a separate thing, right? He stopped his business to set up his entire, just to tell you what that does. What happens when a person does that is he set up his entire, not so holding in Bill Gates, but I think I read this once, that, uh, that uh, he set up his entire fortune just to be for non-profit. And to, all he does all day is spend and giving charity. So I'm just saying, I'm saying people, successful people, successful people are people who know, who know how to disconnect and are people who know how to plan things out properly. The guy who is not doing anything is the, is the guy who's worried about everything. He's not taking the time to, you know, to, to actually plan his future properly. When a person takes that time, and a person goes in and says, I'm taking out my time to figure out my future, and it's consistent. It's a consistent thing. It doesn't have to be something that just happens once a year. It can be something that a person does consistently. When a person does that consistently, so what happens is he actually clarifies his future. He's constantly clarifying and re-clarifying and reinventing what he wants in his future. Yes. Go, Ellie. Um, the person has like around 70,000 points of view. Right. So I was reading that the person's not like, like consciously thinking and his brain just goes wild. So right. The way to be in the present is actually do something that you need to think about. That do what? Do something like you need, that you need to think about now. Because otherwise the brain, or think about, the point is that your brain just goes wild if you're not thinking now about something conscious and your brain just thinks. Right, it'll just, it'll just go wherever it goes. It's not, I mean, you have to sort of guide yeah. your thinking for now. It's like you have to push yourself. Yeah, so true. Yes. This whole future thing, I was thinking that there is no future, and like two years ago, I was worried about this future that that never helped even now. I'm just <laughs> right. worried. all I have to do is just worry about now. Right. I think that's what like that didn't help my two correct. years worrying about today. Correct. Exactly. There's no future. I don't there even is know. no correct. It's like a made up, right? It's like a made up thing. Yeah. Right. Beautiful. 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 What do they say? Today, today is yesterday's tomorrow. So you're always right. Yeah. Should I just say it again? Right? Today's yesterday's tomorrow is a shot, right? Is a shot that, that you're always thinking, oh, tomorrow I'm going to do this, tomorrow I'm going to do this. Well, you're here. This is tomorrow. You're in tomorrow already. Right? That's why the, right? You see the one day, day one. That's the power of day one. The power of day one is the shot that, that a person says, okay, I'm done. Yes. The biggest music festival in the world. It's called Tomorrowland. It's called what? Tomorrowland. Yeah, of course. Of course, Masha. Masha, yes, Masha. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Louder than what? That what? Genius. Beautiful. Beautiful, Moshe. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well said. But you, know, but you know what the shot is, Moshe, what you're saying. It's so beautiful. People, if you want to be a person, I mean, we didn't even start with the Masilla Sharma. We'll, we'll uh, want to end off. I don't know how we got, 
sidetrack, but it was a good sidetrack. Right? The pshat is um, when a person when a person thinks, when a person realizes and he thinks that he is a person who is here in this world for a purpose. Now, whatever that purpose is in a macro sense, a macro sense means that a person is on this world for 70, 80, 90. A person doesn't know how long he's going to be on this world. Why your neshama is put on this world, that's something that you might never, ever really understand. Right? I don't know how it works after 120 that a person gets clarity. Uh, this is why you were put on this world. But one thing you do know is that if a person focuses his days and he focuses on the present moment, he can be clear about what his mission is. A lot of people are looking for their big macro mission. But the pshat is that when I say, okay, today I woke up in the morning. It's right now 11 o'clock, 11.06. I have this day in front of me. And you go ahead and you make a list of goals that you want to accomplish every day. Every day. Whether it's reading for 20 minutes a day, whether it's having a discussion with somebody for a half hour a day, whether it's going on a walk, whether it's going ahead and learning, going to shear, whether it's going... That's why people love... Dafyomi. You know why people love Dafyomi? Besides the fact that Baruch Hashem, it's learning Torah, and it's and it's uh, we can't we can't imagine what it is as far as Torah. There's something so beautiful about the fact that I have a mission today. I'm not going to sleep until I finish my Daf Gemara. That is the beauty when a person is able to have a micro mission. A micro mission is something that's very very healthy. When a person sometimes is in yeshiva and he goes in and says, oh, I don't know. Make goals. When a person, yes, Yassi. Um, something my therapist uh, helped me out with a nice amount. Yes. Uh, Yassi's a new man, by the way. He's shining these days. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So, for an example, if someone wants to read a book, and they want right. to finish a book, your long term goal is that you want to, fin- is that you want to finish the book. Right? Right. Your short term goal is every day I read a certain amount. Exactly. So, so very good, Yassi. But I want to say what happens a lot of times is people, when they say my long term, 100%, sometimes a long term goal is like, okay, it's going to take me a year. It's, going to take the, it's a little bit scary. It's not. That's why you got to be aware of the long-term goal. But you focus on the correct. So, so my what I'm, what I'm saying as far as an eight system sometimes is that if you, if every person, could you guys imagine if every day before you woke up the next morning, you said a person went ahead, went ahead. There are no guys. You, you, everyone knows this. We all know this. No, there are no surprises of who happens to get up in the morning. Nobody who's sitting here right now happened to have gotten up. I don't care what anybody says. Anyone who's still sleeping, it's not that, oh, they, they didn't, you know, they didn't happen to wake up. Every person makes a conscious decision to wake up or not to wake up. Every person makes a conscious decision 
to sit and to do what it is that they do. And the more a person can be tuned in, I'm just focusing on what Yossi's saying, the more a person can be tuned in, this is the beauty I would suggest to everybody to do it. Make a seven, is Yitzi here? Oh, Yitzi's not here anymore. Oh, Yitzi's here. Right? Speak to Yitzi. Speak to Yitzi Weinstein. I'm being serious. Speak to Yitzi Weinstein. Go ahead and make a list from 7 o'clock in the morning till 1 o'clock at night. Or from whatever time you're getting up. 7 o'clock till 2 o'clock in the morning. And look at your life. You know why? Because everybody has the same exact 24 hours. Everyone's life. Bill Gates. We're talking about Bill Gates. Has the same 24 hours as we do. Every person in this world has the same exact 24 hours. So what separates somebody who is successful and somebody who's unsuccessful? All you have to do if you want to get a picture of yourself, you want to get a selfie, you want to get a real true selfie, make a list from 7 o'clock in the morning till 2 o'clock at night. This way it covers most people. 7 till 2. And then fill in what you do every day, every hour. What is it that you're doing? And how many hours you're spending doing X? How many hours you're spending doing Y? How many hours? And then you get a picture of who you are. And then if you want to become a person who's working on X, Y, and Z, put in that day those things that you want to work on. There are no surprises. People think they wake up. This isn't high school. This isn't elementary school. This isn't, no, your mommy and daddy aren't telling you whether you can stay in bed or get out of bed. Those days are over, as, as Yossi said so eloquently yesterday, so beautifully. You owe yourself. You owe yourself your life. You owe yourself that. Okay, the truth is it's a little bit late. I just want to wrap up. I want to just mention one thing in Ms. Zisharim. Um, Hashem should help us. So we were really in the Chavetz Chaim. I don't know how we got off, got off on that tangent, but it was a beautiful, right? right? The, um, Hashem should help us that we, we can all build ourselves because the more you build yourself, the more you will be able to handle other people. If you have trouble handling other people, the reason you have trouble handling other people is because we see in others what we have within ourselves. So if you have trouble with yourself in this area, it's going to be triggered by somebody else is going to trigger that trouble that you have. Yes, Shaya. So I have a problem with this. Yes. And with what? With, with this, like, seeing, like, okay, can we, like, we just, we just <clears throat> talk about no, it for I one have, second. Have, like, like, yeah. Uh, and I was speaking to uh, some, some, some rabbi and, and he was saying that it, you can, it's only a problem when you start getting upset and frustrated and person you start judging them. But like, we shouldn't okay. judge ourselves. Like, when I see that in a person, like, mm-hmm. uh, and then get angry at ourselves that I see things in people. Like, we see things and it's okay, but it's only a problem if you start to judge it. Okay. That yeah. also. Yes. Okay, yes. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. All right. I know you've had, we've had this discussion right It's not for now. I'm just mentioning it's Tom. Yes, yes. I don't think, I wasn't sure when this was going to come out. I wasn't sure when this was going to come out, but it, but it happened. I know, I know. We'll talk about it. It's a longer, we, we've had this discussion. Last night, before I went to sleep, so I wanted to plug in my phone, and I didn't have, um, in, in the place where I like to have my charger, and I, Mir Tashem, you'll see with your kids and your family, right, things seem to just disappear, right? And then that can, um, you know, 
trigger trigger shaya. It can trigger frustration because it's always going to be either your wife's fault or your kid's fault. It's never your fault that something disappeared. Right? So let me tell you what happened. Great Musser. And I said, I can't wait to share what happened. Right? What happened? I didn't have my plug to my phone. So for one second, I went through my mind every child and my wife. I'm like, well, I'm going to have to tell them, guys, why are you taking stuff out of Tati's, right? I'm Tati. Why are you moving stuff? And then one second afterwards, I realized, Chacham, big Tati, I realized I was the one who moved the plug. I was the one the night before who moved the plug. Now, why am I saying that? It was the best Muslim. Why? You know why? Because if I live a life, if I live a life, and I'm always the one who's at fault, I'm always the one who's to blame. I'm not getting into the psychological, um, emotional part of like, oh, stop blaming yourself. We're all past that. It's already post, way post Hanukkah. If you've been in this yeshiva, even if you're a first-year guy, if you've been in this yeshiva long enough, right, and especially if you went to Waterbury, right, the self-hating stuff, that you got to stop self-hating yourself. If you haven't realized you got to stop hating yourself, whatever, that's a done deal already. We're not, we're not hating ourselves anymore. But owning everything, to own everything, to own everything, and to say that I'm, I want to be the change, as Moshe Shulman says, I want to be the change that I want to see within myself. To be a person who takes full ownership of everything, not only do I want it to be Shia, not only do I want it to be that if I see something in somebody else, that I'm to blame, even if I'm 100% wrong, I want to feel that I'm the one to blame. You caught what I'm saying? Even if I'm wrong, why? Because when a person walks around his life and he takes full responsibility for his happiness, he takes full responsibility for his connection to Hashem. He takes full responsibility for everything. That is a melech. That's a true melech. If a person's looking to blame this one, looking to blame this one, oh, really? This a, a guy like that, as they say from Ramailach, they say we're going to, to Rabzisha. They say the reason that Ramailach, when they give him a kvittel, they say a story when they gave him, I've said this in the Shir, when they gave Ramailach a kvittel, and they say that this one needs parnasa. They say this one needs a refuah. And this one needs this. Know what he says? He says, you know why they're giving it to me? Because it's all my fault. That's a tzaddik. The reason they're coming to me is not because I'm the healer and the one who can heal everybody. Because it's all my fault. So when I see something wrong in the world, you know who's got to fix it? I got to fix it. And that's the way the Jewish people, that's the way Hashem, when something happens in Africa, right? When something happens in Africa, I got a question, what could I do better? What could I do better within myself? So thank you, Shia. Thank you. Yes? The best show, I mean, it's the hardest thing Correct. to do, but it's the best thing Correct. to uh, blame ourselves everything. Right. Because then we can just change, then we can just change it up. Uh, Correct. If you someone else, then it's not necessarily going to change. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. It's very hard, but you know what? But Daniel's saying it's very hard, but if you want to know the truth, Daniel, it's harder, it's harder to blame. You know why? Because when you blame, you'll never ever get the results that you want. Because nobody's gonna change. Your wife is not gonna change, your kids are not gonna change, 
your community's not going to change. The world, the president for sure is not going to change. The weather for sure is not going to change. The further and further, the only person who you can hopefully, hopefully, hopefully change, hopefully, is yourself. So you're right, it might be harder to own up. But the more a person owns up like that, then he's a free man. He's a person who can do whatever it is that he wants to do and, and, and decides to do. Yes, Rabbi Tzvi. Two points. First off, I want to say that I guess we're very connected because last night at 6 o'clock, same, same idea happened. I walked into the house and my nice long green wire Correct. was snapped on both sides. And someone said, well, I think our son needs therapy. And I said, no, it's just a nice green wire. And in t until the morning, I didn't have a wire. And I realized the anxiety, the pacifier. I'm at a place that both Surly and the Sheer were about to get rid of our phones. I don't know if anyone's going to join. But it's crazy. I was going the whole night, 5%, 4%. Right. So uh, with the energy that happened for Rebbe, whatever happened. But uh, it happened to me. And you realize the kid thinks it's a cute thing. Well, well it's not his fault that he snapped it. But he might need therapy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the second point, one of the, the best things and things that helped me in my life is saying um, we're not holding there. Right. It's never happened that I missed paying rent. It could be I was late, but I've paid rent so far, and there were many times 10 days before the end that my wife, whoever, would say, what's with rent? But we're not holding there yet. Uh, the day of the rent, we'll figure it out. But if you live that way, I've seen and people around me, you figure it out. The next day, you'll figure it out. But today, you want to be happy today? I, in a month, Yeshiva's not going to be around. Oh, so in a month, we'll figure it out. That just really helps. Beautiful, Rabbi Steve. Beautiful. Thank for sharing. Okay. Um, I just want to end off quickly with the Chavetz Chaim, and then I just want to do one point in Mitzvah Sharm quickly just to be, just to say on Rosh Chodesh, and Hashem should help us all. The more we, the more we develop ourselves, and the more we believe in ourselves, the more we work on ourselves, the less we're going to be focused on speaking about other people. Thinking about someone asked me last night. I was talking to somebody who asked me, "How do I work on? How do I work on seeing the positive in another Jew?" Which is a great question. Samazai, the question is a great question. And what I told them, just from my own experience, is I said the first step is stop looking at anybody. Once you look at somebody, that's when the trouble begins. Don't be such a big tzaddik to look at everybody like Rebbe Yitzchak. I mean, will be there. We'll daven that. We'll be able to see the good in every Jew. But the point is, if you're looking all over the place, you're going to find stuff. You're always going to find things when you're looking all over the place. But the problem is, why are you looking all over the place? Why are you looking at the guy next to you? Why are you looking at the guy next to you? It's none of your business what the guy next to you is doing. It's none of your business even what your roommate's doing. Not, not your business. Mind your own business. As Rabbi Tzvi says, stay in your own lane. So Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should be zochel. That's why we learn purity of speech, Chavetz Chaim, is that that's man boi in this world. You'll have a better life if you don't speak Lashon Hara. Not because, oh, uh, it's usur, it's mutter, blah, blah, blah. You don't got time to speak Lashon Hara. Who's got time to speak Lashon Hara when you're so busy in your life? I don't got time to spend in other people's lives. I remember talking about social media, Baruch Hashem. I miss that train, Baruch Hashem. I can't imagine the amount of time. If a guy like Shlomo is saying, okay, you're spending on Hollywood, you're spending on Netflix, 
They've spent billions of dollars making a movie for you to see. Okay, Beseder, I could hear a guy doing that. But to go ahead and to watch, I've never, I've never been on social media. I don't know what it is. You guys could explain it to me. That I'm going to spend my life watching someone else's fashtunk in a life? I mean, you gotta be, you got to be cracked to do that. I'm sorry to say that, but I'm saying it's so wacko. No, I'm saying it's like, it's like the Menachem Goldberger line where when I said oh, a dog t- chases his own tail, he's running around chasing his own tail. So Menachem says, yeah, at least he's chasing his own tail. Right? We chase somebody else's tail. I'm saying it's Mamish Meshuggah. So Hashem should help us all not to speak any Lashon Hara, only to see the good if we happen to look at somebody else only to see the good in that person, us and all the Jewish people. Okay, I just want to mention one thing, just as we'll wrap up for Rosh Chodesh. Um, I just want to mention one thing, where we're up to is Yiras Hashem, Yiras HaChet, which basically, in a nutshell, and then we'll talk about Amir Hashem when we come back from, from the Ukraine. But in the Ukraine, we'll talk, for sure we'll talk about it. But I just want to say the one you sowed, which is an unbelievable thing that the Ramchal says. And Yiras HaChet basically means that we said yesterday, developing a relationship with Hashem. Developing a relationship with Hashem to the point and the muscle that I always give, it's really from, from the Ramchal and from others, is that it's an incredible thing. When you date a girl, when you go out with a girl, and you like her, so you get nervous afterwards. What do you get nervous about? You're nervous that she's going to slap you? No, you're not nervous she's going to slap you. Why do you open the door for her? Why do you make sure you talk a certain way? Why do you make sure that you treat her like a gentleman? Why? You don't want to lose it. Why? You don't want to lose it. Exactly, Yossi. Because I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose what I have. So that's why you're scared. You're not scared that she's going to hit you. So Yiras Ha'onesh, says the Ramchal, is that God's going to hit you. And, right? and that's the facts. There are consequences to our actions. But that's not the ultimate level of Yira. The ultimate level of relationship with Hashem is that you have such a good relationship with Hashem and things are connected and you're good that you're afraid to do something wrong. Not because of Petch. Not because he's going to hurt you. But because you don't want to lose the most important thing in your life. And what's incredible is, is that a person is able to reach that level. When he has a relationship, it's almost like Ni'ila after Yom Kippur, where you feel so clean. It's different times in your life where you feel when you're learning, you're in your zone, whatever it might be, you feel good, and you don't want that to disappear. Oh, I wish I could stay disconnected. That's the Yira that the Ramchal will talk about. Hashem should help each and every one of us to be machadish ourselves. Rosh Chodesh is a time of chiddish. Rosh Chodesh is a time of tremendous renewal. Hashem should help all of us, all the Jewish people, to be able to renew ourselves. Chadesh Shemenu kekedem, be machadish each and every one of us. That every day that we live is a fresh day, a new day, and that we always remember that today is the first day. It's day one of the rest of our life. Have a wonderful day, everybody.